I love history. I really do. I love it more now than when I was in school. And one of the things I feel is essential that we as a nation do, that we as parents do, we as teachers, that is to provide our children with the most accurate representation of history. There was a time where we weren't told the truth about Native Americans. There was a time we weren't told the truth about the Salem witch trials. There was a time we weren't told the truth about the Mayflower. There was a time we weren't told the truth about slavery. There was a time we weren't told the truth about Thanksgiving. Many people may not know that we had African Americans fighting on the front lines, even though they couldn't sit at a lunch counter with a white person and order and eat and use the same bathroom or drink from the same uh, drinking fountain. We also know that there were black people who were slave owners. I mean, there were just so many things that our history books didn't tell us because maybe it wasn't pretty or fancy enough. And, you know, sometimes people want to make it sound better. But our history and our history books uh, should not be Hollywood. And you know when you read a book and then you watch the movie and people always say the book was better? Well, when it comes to our history, whether it's pretty, whether it's ugly, or whether it's even patriotic... The truth is always better, in my opinion. So let me tell you what is going on. There is a college board caving into pressure from conservatives, and they're actually going to change the AP U.S. history curriculum. What? Let me tell you what's going on. There was a backlash from conservatives that AP guidelines released last year by the college board were unpatriotic. So there are going to be new AP standards, and they're effective immediately. They're going to use the phrase American exceptionalism. Now, I don't think it's wrong for us to talk about some of the American exceptionalism, but I also think it's wrong for us to talk about how America screwed up, how America was wrong, even within our own borders, whether it's a civil war or interning Japanese Americans at Manzanar. And by the way, American exceptionalism would include the founding fathers, according to Newsweek magazine. The college board said, quote, it would previously assumed it wasn't something it needed to spell out as part of what would be taught in an American history course. Now, some of the conservative criticism of these guidelines and the conservatives voiced this were less emphasis on the founding fathers and more emphasis on slavery. Now, does that mean we're pushing it under the rug? Does that mean we're prettying it up? Does that mean, look at that squirrel over there. Don't look at the big elephant in the room here. The guidelines also included earlier American history that included violence against Native Americans and mentioned the growing influence of social conservatives. There were also complaints that World War II was not emphasized enough, but military victories will be given more attention in the new standards. Shouldn't our children learn about the truth when we invaded the sovereign nation of Iraq? Shouldn't our children learn about the truth, which is still to this day, we really don't know why the hell we were in Vietnam and how many people died as a result? Shouldn't our children learn the truth that war is very, very prosperous for businesses and for America, for our economy? But military voices will be given more attention in the new standards. Now, mention of slavery are going to be roughly the same, what's that mean, as previous standards, according to Newsweek. Conservatives also took issue with the framework's description of the term manifest destiny. Okay? This is the definition according to the Daily Caller. 
quote, The idea of manifest destiny, which asserted U.S. power in the Western Hemisphere and supported U.S. expansion westward, was based on a belief in white racial superiority and a sense of American cultural superiority and helped to shape the era's political debates. AP American history courses, in particular, became a political battleground when the College Board released new guidelines a couple of years ago in October of 2012. According to a Talking Points memo, and not Bill O'Reilly's, the public controversy started with Larry Krieger. He was a retired history teacher. And at the time, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, noticed his remarks and campaigned against the new framework. So the RNC asked Congress to stop funding the College Board, saying... It emphasizes negative aspects of our nation's history while omitting or minimizing positive aspects. Don't you want the truth, even if it's ugly? I do. After the issue picked up momentum, more and more state legislators got involved in decrying the new guidelines, and Oklahoma Legislative Committee voted to ban AP history class. Can you imagine? To, to ban advanced placement history. How disgusting is that? What if somebody's going to go to school, Harvard or Stanford, if you will, to be a history professor? And can't get in because they didn't take AP history because it wasn't even offered at their school. And Oklahoma Congressman Dan Fisher, a Republican, introduced legislation, quote, prohibiting the expenditure of funds on the advanced placement United States history course. Not the only state. That was Oklahoma. Colorado. Students protested the new standards. And soon after, the Jefferson County School Board canceled a review of those standards. And we talked about that in the past here on the show. And last year in September, Ben Carson, a pediatric neurosurgeon who's now running for president, he said, quote, most people who take the course would be ready to sign up for ISIS. What? Maybe he should campaign with Donald Trump. (laughs) Did you know that? No, most people who take advanced placement courses are smarter than the rest of their peers (laughs) in that particular subject. And you can get college credit for those. And you get college credit, exactly. So in other words, you can, you know, take a smaller college, uh, you know, curriculum, or you can have a double major or a major and a minor, graduate earlier, um, or just become more knowledgeable, which is powerful, isn't it? Now, for conservatives, many of whom actively oppose common core standards, it may have added insult to injury that the head of the college board is David Coleman. Mr. Coleman is one of the major leaders behind the Common Core Standards, according to the Washington Post. So is this an attack on history, an attack on truth, an attack on liberalism, an attack on education, an attack on advanced placement education, or an attack on Common Core and Mr. Coleman? The AP standards are just one piece of the debate over how to accurately cover American history. Why not just tell it like it is? Two plus two is four. Why not just tell it as it is? You know, whether it's pretty or ugly, in 1996, when I briefly lived in Israel, the Romans kept incredible records. By the way, so did the Germans. So they couldn't lie or hide about the millions of people that they tortured and killed, murdered in those camps. Extremely accurate record takers. And that's how you could tell who had what number on their arm, ended up in what camp and died and how they died and what they did while they were there. That's how people found out where their relatives were after the United States And our allies liberated those camps and those people from the wrath of Hitler. And the same can be said uh, for the Romans. Excellent record keepers. Whether you're religious or not, Jesus Christ was in fact born from Joseph a carpenter in Nazareth. Or from Nazareth. He wasn't born there. He was born in, they argue, (laughs) Bethlehem in the surrounding vicinity, they think. Okay? But they do have excellent records. I mean, he, you know, he was from there. He, he, was, uh, he was tortured 
awaiting the execution. And if you go into the area where Christ was held, uh, and this is just for historical, even not religious, there are games the Romans used to play with prisoners. Perhaps they did with Christ. And those games are still in the stone. Okay, they scratch them into the stone and they are still there. So you can go and you can see the games or the torture, if you will, that they played with the prisoners in the area where people who were going to be crucified were held, Christ included. Now you might say, so where, where, Leslie, where are you going with this? I'm going with the fact that we have the ability through record keeping to accurately present history as it truly unfolded whether we like the way it sounds or not. And that's what I think we should do, okay? Accurately cover American history. There shouldn't be a debate. It's very easy. There's no debate about 2 plus 2 is 4. There should be no debate about facts. We have facts as to what slaves came from where, how many, on what ships, where they came to, who bought them. We have records of that as an example, okay? So if you intend to describe the actual experiences of people other than white landowning men, as the conservatives would think, and by the way, we talked about Texas recently changing their state academic guidelines, meaning its new textbooks aren't going to mention the KKK or Jim Crow laws. But the KKK still exist, and Jim Crow laws did exist. Why would you take those out? Because it makes you look bad? Unless you're donning a white hood, you shouldn't have an embarrassment about the KKK. Texas is a very influential textbook market, by the way. Publishers tend to look to Texas when deciding content for the textbooks that they publish. So, the company behind the advanced placement course for U.S. high school students will release a revision to the standards for AP history. And that's what they did today, this morning, after significant pushback from conservatives who claimed the redesigned course framework that was released last year painted American history uh, too negative a light. KKK is negative. Jim Crow laws were negative. Racism, abuse, women not being able to vote, Native Americans and the way we treated them and taking their land, black people being enslaved and being taken, rape by plantation owners, the list goes on. It is ugly, but it is part of our history, and all of that brought us to be the nation we are today and the people we are today, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all of it, in my opinion, should be included. This is a dis, this is injustice and a disservice to our children, to their minds, and to our nation. You don't, you know what? I'm sure Germany would love to pretend Adolf Hitler was never their chancellor and they never had the camps, right? It's not pretty. It's not pretty. So let me ask you what you think of this. What do you think of this curriculum change? I mean, do you agree with changing the curriculum to make it, you know, sound a little bit better than it was? Or, you know, not that you're um, omitting things, although in Texas they are, the KKK and Jim Crow laws, um, but you're just not emphasizing slavery as much as you're emphasizing founding uh, the Founding Fathers. By the way, if we're going to emphasize the Founding Fathers, can we emphasize things like William Jefferson, excuse me, Thomas Jefferson was a secular humanist? Because they always talk about our Founding, you know, founding Fathers as if they were these, you know, holier-than-thou, you know, moral Christian men. And that's just not the truth. I mean, break down those guys and look at what they were doing and what they wrote and why they wrote it. It's a whole different meaning than conservatives like to spout and reference today. But what do you think of this curriculum change? Do you agree or disagree? And if so, why? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. 
And why on earth is politics? Don't our politicians have enough to do? They haven't accomplished a damn thing. They haven't passed universal background checks for guns. They have. ISIS is still alive and 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 move on the move. I mean, really, why is politics being injected into our teaching of American history? Isn't this a huge mistake? Don't they need to keep their 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 right or even left wing big ass noses out of our kids' history books? Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the numbers. Is the number? Conservatives have claimed that the advanced placement AP history courses framed American history into negative a light. Hasn't most of what has shaped our country come from struggle and suffering? In other words, how do you know good if you don't know bad? How do you succeed if you don't fail? I think one of the reasons our nation has succeeded in many areas, although we fail and continue to fail in others, is from our failures that we should learn from, and you can't learn from them if they're not in the book. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. The new AP framework significantly pairs down last year's framework. It's simplifying and condensing the course's thematic learning objectives from 50 to 19. Is this limiting our students' views and the knowledge that they gain? Is this limiting to our kids? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And one of the biggest changes to that AP curriculum is the addition of an, uh, there's an additional chapter entitled American Exceptionalism. Will this create students with a lack of a true world view? And by the way, do we need our kids to be more egotistical than they already are? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And Ben Carson, a GOP presidential candidate, said the curriculum was so anti-American that students who compete completed, excuse me, would be ready to sign up for ISIS. Are these the type of people you want designing our children's curriculum with such a prejudicial, myopic, and juvenile and inaccurate point of view? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, if the board bends over one time, they'll do it again. I mean, is this going to lead to further changes to other curriculums in the future? How important is it to you? As a teacher, to you, as a parent, to you, as a taxpayer, to you, as an American, to you, as somebody who loves history and maybe even hate history, but you love truth. How important is it that we preserve our history the way it is, as opposed to the way some want it to be or we wish it had been? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And a committee in Colorado stated that historic curriculum should promote patriotism, respect for authority, and should not encourage or condone civil disorder. Talk about wanting to manipulate the facts and wanting to manipulate and brainwash our kids. So are they going to take out the chapter on the civil rights movement? I mean, there was some civil disobedience going on there. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, before break, with Republicans holding many state legislatures now, are we going to see more disruptions like this throughout our entire nation? I hope not. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Call me, pick up the phone, and call me, and tweet me. Follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Quick break, back to you right after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE.
We're back. Do we want history rewritten? Let's go to Melanie in Massachusetts, line one. Hi, Melanie. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you today? Good. Good. So I happened upon your program by accident. I was listening to it, and I actually wasn't even aware of the entire Oklahoma story. That was new to me. And I was, frankly, I was, I was shocked because you think about you think about the banning of the books and all of this, and you think that, you know, these things don't happen in our country anymore, although, you know, of course, you know, books are banned. Um, but to rewrite curriculum in a way to make our country look just pro-patriotic is just, we're just going to have ignorant citizens. And it's, it's just so important, I think, that our kids learn the truth in our history so that way, you know, we have more informed citizens that can consider, you know, the effects of the, the things that happened in our history and make better choices considering other people's viewpoints. Uh, you know, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I think uh, look, the whole cold, harsh reality is part of the cold, harsh reality. Uh, we'll be back. Hold, hold on. Uh, this is this is awesome because she's a teacher and uh, a great caller. We'll be back right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. If you hold and hang tight, coming right to you. courses and what they're teaching. We are talking, speaking of teaching, to an elementary school teacher who had history as her minor. Uh, Melanie is in Massachusetts on line one. And uh, Melanie, uh, you agreed with me on this, and we're glad you found us on the dial and that uh, you were listening and called in. Thank you for that. Melanie, anything you want to add to this? Uh, you know, how do you feel? You know, you already mentioned what you felt with uh, regard to somebody making up their own decision, you know, based on certain issues that, you know, history uh, lays the foundation for. But what else did you want to say? Well, the reason that I studied history is my first semester at the community college, I took a modern U.S. history course, and my mind was literally blown. I had no idea about the treatment of Native Americans, and I had an amazing teacher that, you know, not, not only did he read, but she shared audio and visual. And so to see images of bodies in ditches and to know that our government did that, I, I was so, I was disgusted and I was angry. I was angry because I felt I just felt like I was lied to, like wool was pulled over my eye, and I felt betrayed by our by my education. Because I uh, no I, I'm from Massachusetts, okay. I was I was born in Fall River, grew up in Somerset, educated in Boston, uh, lived there, you know, many years, and now I've been gone many years, but still home. My family's there. And um, I, you know, I, I grew up, you know, Somerset's 20 minutes from Plymouth. I used to go to the Plymouth Rock and Mayflower every field trip, you know, freezing my butt off around Thanksgiving. And right. I, I, and, and I remember when I found out later in life that it wasn't the rosy picture of, of friendship with Native Americans that was painted. And I'm not talking about Thanksgiving necessarily. That was a time of celebration. Right. But, 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 you know, what, what, you know, what the white man did uh, to the Native Americans, what we 
uh, did not, you know, we, but our ancestors did, uh, some of our ancestors did to the Native Americans, and quite frankly still do to uh, Native Americans uh, in this country. And I, I agree with you. I, I don't appreciate the wool being, I don't appreciate people putting rose-colored glasses on me. I want the truth. And there's so much there's so much beauty in the truth as well because while our while there's a lot of ugly in our country, there were always people, you know, within it that, that pointed that out and, and that fought. So so yes, you know, while we, we had people that were, you know, fighting to enslave people, we also had like our John Quincy Adams, you know, who, who went to, to defend, you know, you know, people against being enslaved and sending people, you know, like the Amish had to send them back home. You know, there, there's a lot of good as well, but we can't just tell one side because then what kind of what kind of citizens are we creating? You know, what, what kind of we're going to, to have these drones that just are clueless? You know, like I remember, I, I don't know, I, I just remember learning a little bit about slavery, but not even understanding the weight and the gravity of it being, you know, as horrific and terrible as it is. And, and, and I take those things with me, you know, in... in in my class, and I, I teach fourth grade, um, but when I teach about Columbus Day, you know, we're not talking about the three ships, and we're not singing poems. I start with Jane Yolen's book, Encounter, which basically tells the Columbus encounter from the viewpoint of um, a Taino. And I just, you know, I, I just think that the reason that we have so much residual racism in our country is because, you know, we raise our children um, in an educational society that's not honest. And so we're never going to heal and we're never going to grow because we're ignorant. Okay. I think excellent points. Call us again, Melanie. Stick, you know, stay, put this on on the dial, you know, lock it in. I, I will. I will. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Let's go to Gordon in Arizona on line two. Hi, Gordon. Um, are you uh, for or against these changes? Hi, Leslie. Uh, in general, um, I, I'm for them, uh, largely because uh, having been a, uh, a high school history teacher for 15 years, I've seen many incarnations of the test, and the previous tests were every bit as every bit as political as people think this change is. Uh, I think the academics who wrote it were deliberately divisive, uh, and I trace that all the way back to uh, Dr. Gary Nash and the Education 2000 standards, which were turned down by Congress. Um, the AP curriculum was their chance to bring out a, their certain viewpoint, uh, social history, as they call it. And uh, I've, I've always taught my students that we cannot judge historical figures with our 21st century sensibilities. We have to look at them as people in their time. What did they do in their time? Uh, and I think that this test is sort of the battleground in history right now. Okay, but here, here's the thing I, you know, I have. I, you know, I don't feel that. I mean, the advanced placement courses that they taught when, you know, I was in high school, and I know dinosaurs might have been roaming the earth back then, but, um, you know, they, they you know, I, I didn't feel that I was being uh, taught that my nation was bad versus good. And I, I really don't want, um, to me, it's almost like the Bible, right? When you go to church, um, you have a pastor or a priest interpretation of the text. But I want the text as it is. Do you know what I mean? I want right. the text as it is. Well, I don't want I don't want I don't want somebody to polish the edges of it because it makes it shinier well, and right. smoother. But if you 
if you deliberately leave out Ben Franklin, you have to expect there's going to be a reaction. But you don't or, leave out Ben Franklin. Nobody is, is saying that they want to do that. Well, no, but... They're not leaving out the founding fathers, but, it, you know, the, these are, I mean, come on. In Texas, in the Texas school books, where most of the school books come from, they want to leave out Jim Crow laws and the KKK? Well, KKK no, still exist in our nation. We just had our first black president. We can't, we can't pretend racism didn't and doesn't exist in this nation. Well, right. Well, I don't agree with that either, Leslie. But, uh, like I said, I've been reading, I've read the last 15 AP exams, and I, you know, I felt that they were deliberately divisive. Uh, I, I think there's a balance that can be struck. I, I don't think the academics who write them are interested in that. And I think as a whole, I it's drawing attention back to the test. Like I told you on Twitter, I sort of, I, I really want the test to just go away because it doesn't deliver on what it promises. But, but wait, no, wait a minute, but wait a minute. There's a difference between testing Difference between textbooks and difference between what's being taught in a class and specifically an advanced placement history class. Right. I mean, you're you're trying to give high school students a college survey course, and I I understand that. Right. Um, but uh, to make the test deliberately controversial, knowing that there's going to be a reaction, that there's going to be outcry from someone you're pulling the kids into the middle of that and i don't think that's the place let the kids experience a little bit of college but give them the balance give them both sides there are historians on both sides out there um with something to say and i think on the previous 15 ap exams that i've read the kids were only getting one side Okay. All right. Well, we agree to disagree on some of it. <laughs> thank you uh, for calling, Gordon. I appreciate okay, it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Let's head over to Jersey, New Jersey, on line three with Greg. Greg, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Greg. Good. Hey, listen, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And i I, I got to give you a little history uh, to be ironic. <laughs> I'm, I'm 57, and I grew up in the 60s. And let me tell you something. We got it all. We got all sides of the issues here. I, we got slavery. I did reports on slavery. I did reports on all the issues, KKK. And I, if you talk to the kids nowadays, either they don't want to know about it or they don't know about it. And that's a big problem in our society. If you don't know what the past can teach you, you make the same mistakes over and over and over again. That's I, I, every day we're watching people our age, my age, make the same damn mistakes for their own benefit because they're keeping the other folks uh, uninformed. And that's let, 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 me, let me tell you something. In college, I had a roommate. I won't mention her name. And we, uh, a lot of the girls on my floor were Jewish, and I'm half Jewish. And we were talking about the Holocaust because it was like Holocaust Remembrance Month at the college. And I think like the Jewish frat was having something. Seriously, we're having this conversation. And my roommate said, what's the Holocaust? And one of the girls said, very funny. Another girl said, no, actually, that isn't very funny. And then she said, no, I'm not kidding. We told her about it. We are 18 years old in modern day America. 
She had not been taught. She went to school in the state of Illinois, an hour and a half from Chicago. Wasn't taught that in school. I, I can't. Let me tell you this. I believe you. I've come across people who are now in their 40s, and they just don't know certain aspects of what happened in the world that are crucial to becoming a citizen of the world. And this is the way I see it. Uh, they're, and now they want to rewrite history so that it doesn't look, uh, so it looks a little more shinier. I don't think so. I think we need to know about the atrocities and the things that we did wrong only so we don't do the same things over again. It's like you, can, you need to keep hitting yourself in the hand with a hammer. No, you have to learn from your mistakes, and we're not learning. That's, that's how I feel about it. I don't think there should be re- – you can find out more information on the History Channel in one day than what you get in these no- – uh, uh, ab- Absolutely. You, 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 know, you know what's wild? My best friend lives in London. And her kids know more about our history than some of our kids know. And we certainly don't know their history. You know, we are all about us, and we don't even want to portray us accurately. That's sad. I agree with you 100%, Greg. Thank you for calling. Call me again, please. I appreciate and enjoyed your uh, conversation. Uh, Let's go to Ohio. Dayton. Hey, Mark, on line four. Mark, uh, good afternoon. Um, What what do you think about the uh, revisions in these uh, textbooks and in these courses like this – Advanced placement history course. Well, I, I, I've got mixed. I got mixed feelings. I'm, I'm mostly in favor of the of, of the rebalancing that um, over the last uh, two to three decades we have had this massive swing towards uh, U.S. guilt, uh, white guilt. It's taught in the schools. It's taught to the teachers. I was a history major. I taught school. I got out of it because of this stuff. Um, kids don't learn about the Marshall Plan. I'm a, I'm a relative of General George C. Marshall. They don't get taught that we spent our wealth to save millions of people, our lives to save millions of people. Yes, this country has made a lot of mistakes, but that's that's human nature. And like the one gentleman said, you can't view the past through the prism of the present. You can learn from the past, you should, and if, but if you don't learn correctly, it's used for propaganda purposes like in fascist countries and communist countries where they revise textbooks to make the regime look right. Okay, I understand, but, but then again, if we make revisions that, you know, pad one way or the other, the good or the bad, that's wrong. Just present the facts as they are. It's, it's simple. I mean, when you take chemistry... I mean, when you look at the uh, the chemical symbols chart, you know what you know what each abbreviation stands for, and nobody pretties it up. It is what it is, and our history is what it is. No, I agree with that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, you can't. I think this is a. There's got to be a balance. You can't just focus on the negativity and the bad things that's happened to this country. But I don't. I don't feel that. And I'm a parent. Okay, and my kids okay. are in school. And my kids are seven and eight, so they're not, you know, learning. Well, they are learning about Martin Luther King, et cetera. I, you know, I, I'm very involved in their education, and I look at their books, and I feel my kids are learning. My kids are learning, and I don't feel my kids are learning more bad about our history than good. I think they're learning accurate things. Um, you know, my son, who is eight years old, can tell you the name of the little girl who was portrayed in the Norman Rockwell painting, the first girl to walk in when the schools were desegregated and had a rock and other things like tomatoes thrown at her 
and he can tell you her name. He's eight years old. I couldn't have told That's you that. Beautiful. I could, but I, yep. I wasn't taught that. No, neither was I, to be honest with you. And when I was brought up, it was wave the flag, patriotism, and all that stuff, too. But I also learned about the bad things that that happened. And they, you know, they did. You can't erase those. But you can't make that the focus of the education and leave out the positives, too. There has to be a balance in there. And there, this country has done way more good for the world than it has done bad. If I can, I raise my nephew. Um, a few years ago, um, we get this sheet from the schools that said, bring in supplies, right? I get a sheet brought home that says seven rulers, six notebooks, et cetera, et cetera. So I bring in this huge box, and I said, where is Michael's locker? And the teacher goes, silly, that's community supplies. There's boxes over there. We just share everything. And I said, did everybody get this sheet? She said, no. Michael dresses well. We know you have money. And I was biting my tongue. I go to the office with the principal. He's about my age. He reels back in the chair, and he goes, that's the way it is now. We're teaching socialism, and that's what I'm. Well, seeing I, I don't. Too. I don't feel as a you know a parent. I don't feel that has you know kids in the educational system here in California. I don't feel that we are uh, teaching you know our kids socialism. I hear. I hear what you're saying. I do think political correctness is being taught, but I don't think you remove the KKK okay. well, and Jim and Jim we, Crow we, and. We, yeah, well, we got to cover those things too because uh, you know at the, uh, the atrocities against the African American community and American Indians on part Cherokee. Those are truly the march of the Cherokee Indians, almost exterminating them um, by Andrew Jackson and the military. Those things have to be covered as well. But like the Marshall Plan, all the great things this country has to has done also need to be taught to these no kids, no question about no question about it but i don't oh, i don't want things omitted to make room for that and uh, well i agree agree yeah it needs to be balanced balance is good <laughs> <laughs> okay we agree on that uh we're going to take Thank a break we'll take a break we'll be back right after this Leslie Marshall, real people, real life, real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. talking about rewriting history literally uh no joke uh that is what we are talking about uh let's go to aaron in virginia line one hi aaron how you doing good afternoon how you doing good i just want to say i got a real problem with this rewriting of history thing and it depends on i guess how they're tapering you know like i guess like your previous caller said you got to balance it out but i think as long as you present the facts and don't try to lean on one side or the other then the individuals or the children are going to benefit from the history. 
I agree. I mean, when I was a kid, I was taught about creationism, yes, in school, and evolution. I was yeah. taught about both. Because isn't that what we want, to lay out all the evidence and let our children think for themselves and decide for themselves? But I know for sure, I have a 12-year-old. I'm, I live in Virginia. And I have a 12-year-old nephew who's in middle school in Texas. And I, he was telling me things that's in his history book and whatnot. And I asked him to save it. Don't turn it back in. I'll pay the cost for it. But when he comes to visit, bring it to me. I wanted to, you know, check it out. And in there, in certain parts of it, this is middle school now. They talk about slavery, but they make it, they taper it so as if white Americans rescued certain blacks from Africa, from the dangers of whatever, whatever, and brought them over here and basically gave them a better way of life uh, as far as religion and teaching them this, teaching them that, providing them food and shelter, almost as if slavery was not a bad thing. And that's wrong. I agree with you. Like I'm saying, yeah, no, it, you, you can't that. pretty up slavery. You can't. You know, you, you can't pretty up slavery, racism, sexism, oppression, genocide, murder, war. It's ugly, and it should be. And you know what? If and our I kids think... know how ugly slavery is, maybe it'll help to improve race relations. Maybe exactly. it'll help in the future from them making a decision regarding a human being in a different way. Exactly. Great point. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's take one more. Just uh, 60 seconds here. Wayne in Oklahoma City, line two. Wayne, you got to give it to me in a sentence or two, my friend. Yeah, so there were some great things that happened during the 60s as far as the civil rights movement. That was because it was a uh, goodwill. It was a lot. It was enough goodwill for uh, Voting Rights Act to pass and things like that. It's because people knew their history and you had people who lived through that. My dad, you know, right. believe it or not, was born in 1913. Well, well, you started off good, sweetie. i got to cut you off just because I'm out of time. We will be back tomorrow on Friday. I hope you'll join us as well, everybody who's new, everybody who's old. To women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time, Dr. Frederick Brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world. And the dealer got high on his own supply. From Imperative Entertainment and the team behind Broken Hearts, comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon, and this is The Baron of Botox.